Welcome to the latest installment of the Fox Sports Florida Miami Heat podcast. I'm your host, Surya Fernandez, and with me again is longtime Sun Sentinel reporter Ira Winderman. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, looking forward to getting this first month of back-to-backs out of the way. Right, right. Same here, same here. Um, it, you know, it's, it's almost been a month into the regular season. What have you liked from the Miami Heat, and what have you disliked from the Miami Heat? You know, I think the one thing, I don't know if I like, because it's almost a dislike thing also, is the injuries. And I think Eric Spolster had a really good point. While you don't want to have players out, you're getting to see the possibility. So with Dwayne Wade being out, you're getting to see a little more of James Ennis. And we've seen what, he's, what he can do, including the game against Brooklyn. With, with McRoberts out, Udonis Haslam is getting minutes he might not have otherwise. And it makes you realize, hey, Udonis can still rebound, can still get it done. So... The negative is the injuries. You didn't want to see Dwayne miss the time with the hamstring. You certainly didn't want to see McRoberts go out with a blister again or Granger miss the time with the hamstring. But I think what Eric has been able to do is throw almost all 15, even Andre Dawkins played against Brooklyn, into this cauldron, stir it around. And because of this, because of November, I think going forward he's going to have a lot better sense of what combinations work and what combinations don't. Right, right. And and speaking of, of the Dwayne Wade injury, is that cause for concern or do you feel it's more of a precautionary thing so early into the season? I think instead of sitting him for 20 games because of knee pain, I think what you're going to see this season is four games for hamstring, four games for groin, four games for knee pain. You're hoping you only have maybe three or four of those. That's typical for a player 32 years old. What you don't want is 30 games or 20 games because of a knee. So if it's little nagging things, hey, that's part of it. When you have a 32-year-old aggressive shooting guard, you're going to have these type of absences. Yeah, I agree, because do you really want Dwayne Wade to be playing every single night uh, leading his, his team? With, with I mean, he's been playing well when he's been on the floor, but do you really want him to uh, exert himself that much into the season? Uh, it's an 82-game season. It's going to be a lot of games. A lot, and, he, and like you say, he does play aggressively. And he's shown uh, that it's not so much that um, he's injury-prone, but I think they are doing the wise thing to sit him out, even if it is a precautionary measure. And, and you're seeing also a player like Mario Chalmers really stepping up the last few games. I think he's averaged about 21 points. Sure. Um, and, and, and you're seeing also that uh, maybe the, the, at the start of training camp, it was kind of a knock on Chalmers. Oh, he's not starting right now. But what do you think of this new role that he's had? Did, did you see it coming? Oh, I don't think anyone saw it coming from Mario. I mean, to go back to the initial point on all this, when it comes to Dwayne, You want him to take time off, but you don't want to lose continuity. What happened last year is they lost total continuity. Will Dwayne, will Dwayne, a game he plays, a game he doesn't, a game he plays, back-to-backs, only one of the two. I would rather have it this year, the way it is this year. Play seven games, take four off, but not six, eight, ten are off, and keep the continuity. guy like Mario Chalmers is showing his versatility. And going forward, whether it's not in this contract or his next free agent contract, He's going to wind up being an NBA classic combo guard. And there's a good market for that. A guy can be a point, can be a two, can play off the bench, can play as a starter. I know it might have been frustrating for Mario going into this, but I think his versatility has really been a bonus for both himself and for the Heat. Another versatile player is Josh McRoberts, uh, but he hasn't really been able to, to play consistent minutes just yet. But you're seeing, uh, kind of going along those same points, somebody like Sean Williams He's also stepped up in that starter role, and he's been one of the most steady, consistent sure. players so far. Uh, would you want to see him continue in that starting role and have McRoberts uh, come off the bench, or do you think McRoberts just he's just too talented? I don't think you can have a four-year contract guy who you've given mid-level money to and then say, oh, one second, Thorpe, we're going to go with the minimum guy. And every time I watch Sean Williams now, I say to myself, how will he fit with that second unit? Right. How will his corner three-pointers work? And again, I think that's something Eric has to work through 
But when you make a commitment like you did to Josh McRoberts, remember, only two players on this roster are under contract beyond the 2016 offseason. One of them is Bosch. One of them is McRoberts. To a degree, those two players are the future of the Heat. You have to feature McRoberts once he's healthy. Um, and maybe McRoberts will help in this category. But once again, the Heat are last in the league in rebounding. And I think they're second to last in offensive rebounds. Is this just going to be a, a constant problem with the Heat in a, in a year-to-year basis? Or is well, there something they can do in this roster that can that they can change that? There's two parts of that. The Miami Heat have never, since Pat Riley been here, chased offensive rebounds. They right. send at least two back on the raise, right. sometimes three back on the shot. They're going the other way. You know, so many of your listeners say, well, what about follow the ball, you know, and chase your rebound? No, they don't want to give up transition points. So they're never going to be in the top half of rebounding because they're never going to chase the offensive rebounds. When it comes to defensive rebounds, you have to say this. Everyone keeps going, the Heat need a center. They need to bring Kem Birch back. They need another big guy. Wait a minute. The Heat already have six power players. They have Chris Bosh. They have Josh McRoberts. They have Sean Williams. They have Udonis Haslam. They have uh, Chris Anderson. And, of course, then they also have Justin Hamilton. That's six of of, of 15 roster spots. You can't just have nine big guys because you're not rebounding. So what the Heat have to decide now, December, January, trading deadline – are their six bigs big enough, good enough? But to just bring in another big guy, you can't have half your roster just playing two positions. Do, do they even have any valuable trade assets? Uh, maybe Norris Cole. Do you think that uh, his job as a starter is is a solid one? I mean, I think uh, I think honestly, he's their only tradable asset right. because when you look at it, he's going to be a restricted free agent in the off season. If another team acquires him, they can say, "Hey." We have your rights to match outside offers. We can give you an extension. We can give you a new contract. We can give you an audition. Everyone else here is so short-timers, can opt out after one year. You can't trade for Luol Dang. He could leave. You can't trade for Soma Danny Granger. One year opt-out, he can leave. Even Dwayne Wade, not that they would trade him. One year opt-out, he can leave. They have very limited trade options. Remember, first-round pick, if they're not in the lottery, that's gone. Went to Cleveland, then forwarded to Philadelphia. So there's not a lot of moving pieces here. No offense to Norris Cole. But if you think at some point of the season that Shabazz Napier can be your starting point guard and that Mario Chalmers can be this wonderful combo and that you could add a minimum salary point to round out your big three in point guard, then I think Norris would be available. And I look at Cleveland, who doesn't have much backup point guard behind Matthew Della Vidova, and you could say they could use an attacking point, and Norris Cole signed with LeBron James' agent, Rich Paul, this offseason. So you can put <laughs> things together. So I guess the question to Heat fans out there is, are you interested in Dion Waiters? And would you consider something like that? There are possibilities. Right, right. And, and um, speaking about uh, Lowell Dang, I see that sometimes, you know, he's plugged into the offense. Mm-hmm. He's creating. He's being aggressive. And there's other games where he kind of disappears for stretches of time. Do they need to get him going? Because I feel like he's a very important well, player. Well, look, he plays off the ball. He needs facilitators. When right. Dwayne Wade is not playing, when Josh McRoberts is not playing, you don't have facilitators. He will only be as good as the facilitators. He is not the kind of player who you're going to put on the wing and say, okay, we're isolating you, go Carmelo on them, Dwayne is out. That's not who he is. If players make the right passes and they see his cuts, his backdoor cuts, his baseline cuts, his lane cuts, his rim runs, he can give you easy points. If you have players who are not inclined to think that way, who think they're shot first or just aren't great playmakers, then he struggles. When you really look, the games Dwayne has played in, Luol has played much better. The games Josh McRoberts plays in, it helps Luol also. He needs to be alongside facilitators. The facilitators have to be healthy. 
All right. Well, once again, that was uh, a lot of knowledge from from Ira. Thank you so much uh, for for being every here. Every couple of weeks, I can find some knowledge as long as you don't push <laughs> it on a daily basis. I don't know, but I try to keep the Sunset and the readers happy. Also, thank you so much. Right. Right. And and how can we find you on on, on Twitter? Well, of course, you can get Twitter. I'm at Ira Heatbeat uh, SunSentinel.com. You can send in your questions to ask Ira, and if I don't know the answers, I'll ask Surya. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you can ask him also about how, how Michael Beasley is doing, right, in China? Any Anytime you want, we'll give you a Chinese League update. Although his team started 0-6, we're still big Bees fans. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.